Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners in the United States of America, I welcome you. And to all of our listeners in every other country of the globe, I'm honored to have you with us as always. Welcome everyone to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia, Northeast of North Carolina. We're coming to you on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400. Those are on your AM dial, on your FM dial. You can tune in at WBXB 100.1. You can also listen to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can find the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You know, with iTunes, you can just click on that purple podcast device on your smart device there, and uh, you can search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You will find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you uh, find out what's making you tick in those relationships. We really want to help you find out what's motivating you, what's pushing you from the inside out, and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, I'm just so thrilled on today to have a couple of special folks join me, special guests here. And uh, just a couple of young ladies who I think the world of, they're just wonderful. I don't care what the devil tries to tell me, uh, they are wonderful. And I'm just honored and thrilled to death to have them with me. That's none other than the person of Sister Erica Dixon and the great Sister Tanisha Hold. Uh, come on, let's give them a hand. I see you clapping for them out there. Yeah. These are a couple of great women. And uh, if you recall, just a couple of weeks ago, I had their husbands on. And we had a really good time and had to stretch that out into uh, two broadcasts. And, and maybe we'll end up doing the same thing with them. Uh, we wanted to bring you uh, the view of marriage from a man's point of view. And now we want to touch on a woman's perspective when it comes to all things dealing with marriage. So again, I'm just happy as everything to have them with me. And ladies, God bless you. So good to have you. How in the world are you doing? We're doing good, Bishop. All right. Glad to have you. Listen, as I said before, I have Erica and Tanisha with me, and I just want them to uh, just tell us anything that they think. What do you think we should know about you? What would you want the world to know about you? Just tell us something real briefly. Um, well, I'm Erica, and I um, have been married for 13 years um, to my wonderful husband. I've got a up some points, you know, <laughs> in my love bank. But um, I'm, I'm just um, so glad to be to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Bishop. All right, amen. I am Tanisha Holt. I am married to the wonderful Elder Everett Holt uh, from Greenwood, Mississippi. We've been married for almost 20 years. All right. That's awesome. Now, now, I, I really appreciate that, how you all would open up with a compliment to your husbands. And, and man, you, you're making me feel all mushy now uh, uh, and that, and that simply reminds me of something that I tell women oftentimes is that you know if, if you can't compliment your husband in public you, you you would do well to keep your mouth shut one of the worst things you can do is uh, speak ill of your husband in public one of the worst things you can do is talk down your husband in public and so I'm, I'm really glad to hear you all celebrating your husbands and it lets me know that they're doing the job that they should be doing 
Amen. And praise God for that. You know, Amen. used to have a preacher here who would tell, always say, it's a crazy frog that won't praise his own pond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, and so I'm, I'm just glad to hear you. I have to pause for a moment and just to compliment you in that particular area. And I encourage you to keep on keeping on. So 13 years, almost 20 years of marriage. Now, now, Erica, you've been married 13 years to uh, Corey. How, yes. Now, tell us, how did you know Corey was the one? Um, well, I have to start with this because I met my husband when I was 11. Wow. So at 11, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I hope not. But No, no. I shouldn't be thinking about that <laughs> stuff, right? But my mother had been praying since we were children yeah. about our husbands. Yeah. So we knew one day we were going to be wives. Okay. But um, I just didn't know when I would meet him. Yeah. And so I met him when I was 11. And by the time I was maybe 14, I knew. Mm. I wow. knew. I didn't. I didn't first say no in my heart, but I made a comment. And when I think about it, I was like, "Well, that had to have been the Lord." Yeah. Um, because I met him at youth camp when I was eleven, and on my birthday of twelve, uh, which was a few days later, mm -hmm. um, we went to to a, He asked me to go to a um, to a church banquet with him mm -hmm. um, because that's what they're trying to help them become. Um, I guess. Um, Good. I don't know. They were just training us, training yeah, us yeah. very well. And so, um, but I met him again at 14. Now we lived an hour and a half apart. And so wow. I thought that he was, of course, in California somewhere. But um, when I was 14, I think I, I, I kind of wow. knew he, there was something about him. And at 14, when you called that out, that was him in particular you called out? That was him. He was standing, wow. he was, we were walking together and he asked me, he said, well, um, how many siblings do you have? Yeah. And um, I said, well, my dad had all girls. And I said, I hope you can do better. Mm. And so when I think about that, I'm like, oh, why would I say that? <laughs> so, but yes, but. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. You can't beat having somebody in your life praying for you. You can't beat it. So, Tanisha, how did you know Eric was the one? Well, Bishop, I really didn't know if Eric was the one because we grew up together. We are from the same hometown. Wow. But, um. We had boys, and Eric went on to do his thing. I was still in high school, and then he was he was married before, and I was start dating someone else. And my auntie, which is a prophet, she said this person right here is not the one because I was engaged to somebody else because Eric had already went was married to someone else. And she said he is not the one for you. And sometimes just because you have children, people think you supposed to marry that person at the time. But I knew uh -huh. at that moment it was not meant for us to get married at that moment. Mm -hmm. And then. We just got back together, and it was yeah. meant to be. Wow. So she told you that the one you were engaged to was not the one? Yes. Wow. What did you think about that? Sometimes when people tell you they're not the, that person's not the one for you, you don't want to hear it. Even though you know there's some red flags yeah. with this person, you just don't want to hear that. You want what you want. Mm -hmm. So, but... Things happened, and I began to realize, and my mom and my, uh, they were beginning to pray for me that God would open up my eyes to see. And that's when, and I, when they prayed their prayer, so like my eyes really opened, uh, and all my okay. trials and tribulations started, and that's when I came, you know, I came to reality. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. You Go know, ahead, Eric. You know, Bishop, it's, it's funny that, because um, we're sisters on another level. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's her 
story is so interesting because although I met my husband at a young age, I didn't necessarily, uh, when I went off to college, because we, we had a plan. Yeah. The plan was we, we go to the same college. And so when he called one night and he said, well, I'm going to the Marine Corps, and I'm like, well, I'm going to a university. <laughs> and so you, you, I was told you meet your spouse in college. Uh. And so when you go off, you know, so I'm thinking, well, what do I do with you? You know, I may meet somebody because the world fools your mind to think that you either have more time or there's somebody else out there. And so um, I received a prophecy. Uh-huh. I was walking one day. I was in I was um, at a church camp, not a church camp, a, a youth convention. And I was walking one day and this prophetess um, said to me. Um, you're between two guys. <laughs> That's what wow. she said. But you'll choose the right one. You will choose the right one. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, you sister whole, well, just tell me which one it is. Yeah. Help me out a little bit. Go on that next step. Yes, help me out a little bit. And so she said, you'll choose the right one. Yeah. And I, I thank the Lord. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome, man. You cannot beat faith. You can, and you know, and and I did, I did want to ask you about that also because I know uh, I called you daughters, but you're sisters in the Lord. You're you're members of my jurisdiction here in Japan, and uh, I thank God that both of you are saved. And 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 that's a good segue into something that I did want to discuss. How important is faith in your life? How important is faith in your marriage? And some people can live without faith. I've seen people in successful marriages without faith, but but how important is your faith in your marriage? Faith is, is very important, Bishop. You know what? Your parents teach you Christ. And they you know you they uh, train you to go to church, but you can't get in heaven with your parents. Great, you know you have to know God for yourself. Mm-hmm. And my thing is sometimes. At the beginning of our marriage, I felt like we were like the children of Israel. We just kept going around the wall. We were never getting uh, out of these situations, or we kept going back and forth, no arguing over the same thing. I'm like, Lord, I can't continue to do this because I feel like I'm living my mom and my dad's life because my my mom and dad was married for over 37 years, but Mm. every year my dad would leave us and go with another family. He'd come back for a month or two, and he'd go back again. So my dad did that for 26 years of my life. And I'm like, I cannot be like my mom and my dad so I'm like Lord help me mm-hmm. help my unbelief and so my thing is sometimes I didn't understand I said but you know what no matter what I know you're going to do it I don't like the process that I'm going through it's uncomfortable but I know at the end I'm going to get the victory mm-hmm. wow awesome awesome how about you Erica faith is um, it's, it's our foundation mm-hmm. and it's important that we have the same God because when I'm down, I need someone to help and pray for me, you know, to lift me out of a situation. And so, um, you know, how the scripture talks about being unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. We don't think about a lot of those things when it comes to marriage, being unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think faith is 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 the, the foundation. I see a lot of couples, One, the husband's at one church, the wife's at another church. We made some rules. Mm-hmm. We are not going to do such and such and such. And mm-hmm. church, we're going to be there together. It's a family unit. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go to church together. And that was one of the things that um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we did. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That is awesome. And, and you know, some, some families, they come together, they're going to church. And as I mentioned a moment ago, you all are working in the church. And we don't have large churches in Japan, so you end up doing a lot of work in the church. 
and and some of us know all too well. I have to raise my hand. Some of us know all too well what it's like to be so busy ministering at church that we don't get to minister like we should at home. How do you all? How do you manage your home church work life? How do you How do you manage those? How do you balance that? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the younger of the, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm still making some mistakes, but we are yet learning uh-huh. because um, we have a son. Our son is five years old. Mm. And so the first seven years of marriage, it was just he and I. Yeah. And so we could balance a lot more, um, you know, just, mm-hmm. hey, you want to do this so we can do that together. But when you bring a child into the marriage, mm-hmm. um, it's not just about he and I, it's about what our family needs. Yeah. And so um, we're still trying to, you know, get to where we are, where we need to be. Mm-hmm. But every day is important. And so we try and prioritize time for our family because at the end of the day, the church is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But our family, we need to make memories for our family. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he knows. Mm-hmm. And we know. All right. She said, he knows. Oh, well. and, and, and that was kind of a loaded <laughs> statement there. Oh, he knows. <laughs> so how do we balance home and church and work? It's a struggle. It is a struggle because mm-hmm. sometimes we get so consumed with work or either church or home. So at my house, we write a list. We see what's important. And my thing is um, we cut off, our, cut off our phone at a certain time of night to spend time with each other. We know on Wednesday night is Bible study, and on Friday night is Sunday school and Sunday no service on Sunday. So if we, if we can't get that uh, in the week time, we at least plan it once a month that we're going to tie on for us. So we just mm-hmm. balance. We make priority lists, and we just stick with our list. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's easier now because our boys are grown, but when they were younger, they was dragged to church with us. And it was a struggle because I'm like, mm-hmm. something has, has to give because my dad was in the church and my grandfather, he was a bishop. He had like different churches, but they, they suffered because of mm-hmm. the, because the, he was the pastor and my grandfather, mm-hmm. he not, didn't know how to balance his time between the church, the members, you know, and then his, his family suffered at the end. Mm-hmm. So I watched my dad growing up trying to uh, get his father love because they missed so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they gave all the money to the church versus uh, taking care of the church. Because right. back then, they was all about church, church, church. But we, yeah, the church is important, but you don't let your children go without shoes. Mm-hmm. You have to balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm glad to hear you all say that. Uh, I, I like what I'm hearing from you. I really do. And, and uh, I want to take my interviewer cap off for just a moment and put my pastoral cap back on. Uh, momentarily and just and just express to you and just express to everyone listening and Tanisha like you say your your children are grown and gone but Erica you still have a five-year-old I want I want to share something with you sweetheart and that is if you want to make it hard for your son to know Jesus take time away from him that belongs to him and take his time and give it to the church Ooh, that was heavy. Yeah. That, that, that was heavy. And and I I, I, I may upset some folks oh, yeah. with that. But Jesus said, this is my church. Mm-hmm. I built this church and I'm going to take care of it. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell do not prevail against the church because Jesus watches over it. Not because we watch over it. 
And if you want your son to miss out on Jesus, take his time and give it to the church. Let him grow up. If you want your son to miss out on Jesus, God, I feel like this is meeting somebody's need right here. If you want your son to miss out on Jesus, raise him thinking that he's competing with the church. And we need husbands and wives to think that yes. way. Mm -hmm. Yes. We've got wives who are leaving pastoral husbands mm -hmm. because they're having to compete. Who wants to compete with another man? Who wants to compete with another entity, period? God, I feel some pushing me yes. right here. Yes. And, and so, and that's where we lose it. We are not married to these churches. We are married to our wives. You are married to your husbands. Amen. And that's what God set up. We made a vow to our wives. Oh, God, I hope I'm doing all right here. You are. You're doing good, Bishop. <laughs> and so I, I, want, I want you just to keep that in mind. I remember it, it, it cut me so when my sons were growing up and leaving home. I had a father-son talk with him and one, he was going off to college and I had the, the father-son talk with him and I, I, I asked him, you know, what have you learned from me as your father on how to treat on, on women? And he said, how to treat them? And I says, well, what have you learned from me as your father about church? He said, I don't like it. I said, and that shocked me. And I said, what? He said, I see how they treat you and mom. Mm -hmm. And so my son had to deal with all of the time and resources that I was giving to the church and watching some church folk not everybody, please get this, not everybody, but those one or two demons up, oh. those one or two rebels, <laughs> y'all know stuff slip out, I can't catch it, <laughs> those one or two rebels can color the ministry, mm -hmm. and so my son is watching his mother and I devote time and resources that we didn't have when they were children, because we were not as well off then as we are now to the church and they watch the church, some folks in the church, treat us inappropriately. And that put a bad taste in his mouth. So I want everybody to listen, I, I, and I know I digress, I'm kind of speaking this parenthetically, but uh, uh, I just want, I just think that's important. Uh, if you want your child to know Jesus, number one, first and foremost, then you need to be the Jesus you want your child to know. And number two, don't make your child compete with the church. Don't make him compete with the church. Don't take time that he knows belongs to him and give it to the church. Amen? Amen. My God, let me get it. Come on, wave your hand and tell the Lord. Thank, thank, you. Lord. thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let, Hallelujah. Let, I don't want Amen. us to get somber here. Amen. But I just, I just feel like that was needed. Ooh, you know how heavy. something can get on you and, and you, you just feel like that it's needed right there. You, come on, Shirley. So, Bishop, I have a question. So is that yeah. something, because we may never hear that from leadership. Uh-huh. And so we, as 
as husband and wives need to come together and say, hey, this is what we want from our family, as opposed yes. to it coming from the pulpit and saying, oh, this is this is what you're supposed to do. Yes, yes, yes. And and uh, I totally agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And, and I want to put that out also because you need to hear it from leadership. And I want to put it out because somebody's going to have to bounce that against leadership that's mm -hmm. going to tell them, leave your family and come to church. Because we have some spiritual leaders who are so into their own vision that they're not really cognizant of how them seeking their vision and pursuing their vision is impacting the lives of the people that they lead. Mm -hmm. Wow, somebody out there give the Lord a yay. Amen. <laughs> and so, and so I, I want to I put that out there. I want to make sure that we hear that. I want that. I want that to sink in us. I want that to seep and sink and get down into our spirits. Amen. If you have a spiritual leader who's, I don't want to go here, but let me just put it this way. Your spiritual leader needs to be a builder of your family. Because I can take this to the scripture. We cannot afford spiritual leaders like Eli, who is going to have two sons, mm -hmm. Hophni and Phineas, mm -hmm. running a racketeering prostitute ring out of the church and he not deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You cannot have families in church hurting, struggling, suffering, falling apart in defeat and spiritual leadership who will not deal with it. At some way, at some point, at some how, the family must be ministered to in church. Amen. And then the family must take responsibility for ministry to itself at home. God, I hope we're saying something important here. Amen. Because a lot of people, a lot of people won't go to a church unless the church has a good youth program. Yes, that's true. We need a good youth program. Let me tell you something. The best youth program for our children is a mama and daddy who will live like Jesus. Amen. That's the youth program that we need. Amen, somebody. Amen. Because, and, and even when I pastored here in Japan, my God, I think we're getting kind of off here. I hope we're doing all right here. Are we doing all right, y'all? We're doing good, Bishop. When I pastored here in Japan, man, I'm, I'm telling you something. Uh, 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 when these children started turning eight and nine and ten, it wasn't no more. It wasn't no more children church. Amen. It was come on in here in this sanctuary where the spirit of the Lord is moving, and yes. something can deal with your heart. Yes. Amen. Some people believe in an age of accountability. I don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what that is. God and the individual know. But I look at a child and I say, now, you know good and well what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can cognize this and you can recognize this. You can go home and recall it. You understand sin. And I'm telling you to cure to sin. Oh, you with me. Come on in this sanctuary. Mm -hmm. You ain't going in the back no more eating crackers. Talking about he got the whole world <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> that's for the babies, man. Amen, bitch. But, but uh, 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 so yeah, that's the youth program that we need. We need a concentrated effort to introduce children to Jesus at church. But then we need mamas and daddies who are going to live like Jesus mm -hmm. at home. That's the most important thing. Amen. Amen. Now, 
Now we're gonna have to do a part two. All right, Bishop. Because I think I think we're doing all right, and I'm I don't know about y'all, but I'm liking this. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it in my right kneecap. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to get to our part two here, Amen. But but uh, uh, I said, and and you know, it was, I think it was just two or three weeks ago in one of my episodes. And I'm trying to knock on somebody's door and tell them, look back at my past episodes here. But I think it was just two or three weeks ago in one of my episodes of Marriage and Family Clinic that I was espousing the importance of faith in the family. Mm. Wherever it is you want to grow to with your husband or with your wife, listen, you need to include faith in it. You need to include faith in it. I remember one time that the Lord impressed a, uh, a fella that I know really well. A fella that I know really well. He was near desperate to grow with his wife. To get somewhere with his wife. And the fella that I knew really well, the Lord impressed his heart. The strategy became, pray to God that God would love his wife. But love his wife through him. Wow. Oh, I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said, oh my God, my God. Can you imagine that? Mm -mm -mm. Can you imagine? What, what, just, you know, just think about that for a moment. What will happen in your marriage if God is loving your husband through you? Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like the height of love. Yes. Who can love you better than God? Yeah. And who wouldn't? Oh my God. Man, right about now, I'm sorry my wife is in Japan, is in Virginia, and I'm in Japan. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. And so, and I think, and I think, I appreciate you all adding to the conversation and just helping us understand how important it is to add faith to our lives. That faith is a part of our lives. And I have to remind us sometimes that this is a Christian broadcast. This is a Christian program. Yeah. I talk about a whole lot of stuff in life, but this is a Christian program. And so we have to talk about faith. We have to talk about faith. Now, now you all sound so spiritually mature. No. You all sound so grown it up. Took a it took time, Bishop. Yeah. It took time. Yeah. Mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of mistakes. Now, 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 be honest with me for a moment here. Two wonderful, great, oh, smart, mature, spiritual women like yourselves. Surely you all have never been caught in that scenario where you're having that fall out, fall down, drag out on the way to church. Bishop? And by the time you get to church, you walk in church, pray the Lord, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all haven't been there. Oh, no, no. It's been time, Bishop. I tell my husband, used to tell my husband, this has nothing to do with me and God. We're going to finish this when we get home. Now let's go ahead and let's give God some praise. We're going to pick this up when we get in the car. So we go, I want you to break right there. Don't forget this now. Don't forget where we are because we will pick up. And do a meet, time to praise and the do a, Lord. Do a meet and greet. Don't come over there and give me no hug. Don't come somewhere else. <laughs> Don't come there. <laughs> Oh, Amen, my God. Bishop. That is something. <laughs> Come on, Erica. 
Well, <laughs> it's happened. It, it ha and I'm sure it'll happen again. But when those things happen, um, it seems like there's a pricking of my heart in uh -huh. service that uh -huh. happens that I, I have to go and make it right. Mm -hmm. And so um, during, mm -hmm. it seemed like it's during the meeting Greek. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to run into it. I mean, it's yeah. like, but um, it's like, you know what, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, let me ask you something real quickly. Oh, my goodness, we're about out of time, too. Let me ask you something real quickly. Uh, 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 how do you deal with, real quickly, uh, do you ever feel guilty or feel like a hypocrite or feel like you're denying the faith or anything like that because you just had some words before you got to church, but then you come in church and you've gone back into I use that term loosely, going back into holiness and want to praise the Lord. Do you ever have negative feelings about that? And how do you deal with it? What do you deal with? Well, I grew up, my mom used to go to church. Uh, my mom and my dad have issues. And then my mom go to church. My dad said, look at you, you, you fake. But my thing is, you're not fake. you asking God because God, he knows. He knows uh -huh. your heart. And my thing is, whatever I have against you, it doesn't have anything to do against God. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, I probably can't say I'm sorry to you at that moment because I might still here. But uh -huh. my thing is, God is who he is. Mm -hmm. He doesn't change. Yeah, good. That's awesome. Awesome. Short answer, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but even in those situations, it reminds me of the scripture that says we're supposed to live peaceably with uh -huh. all men. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so um, I have to, there's something about me that says I've got to get it right. right. Because if something happens between right now and and um, us getting in, in each other car whatnot, uh -huh. that I'm gonna have to take that with me, Amen. you know, and carry that. And I don't want to carry any more than I carry. <laughs> but that's my Amen. short answer, Bishop. Amen. That's great. That's great. And you know, if God says to us, "Live peaceably with all men," it seems like He's recognizing that there may be moments when we don't have peace. Mm -hmm. Get it right. Get it right. My God. Hey, listen, I'm all out of time. I've got to get out of here, but we've enjoyed having you on Marriage and Family Clinic. I'm bringing these two back. I'm bringing these two back right now. But remember, hey, if you got something out of this, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Facebook me. Inbox me on Facebook. Bishop C.D. Hodges, Carl Hodges, whatever my Facebook name is. Uh, uh, but we want to hear from you. Got to get out of here. I'm all out of time. But remember, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.